for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Welcome back, Pleb Underground EP48. If she's easy, she won't be great. So I'm going to bars to get wasted. Living lives, copy pasted. Fuck fiat food, avoid the chips. Hit the gym, don't avoid the dips. Pay your staff well so they don't rely on tips. Pair bond, yin yang, choose the nice lips. No reservation, just rocked up. Blazing the way to our section. My bud's locked up, call that litness protection. Bitcoiners always apply next level gumption. We're check engine like maxis for more sat consumption. You didn't buy the first time you heard. You bought Bitcoin a little later. Now you're a part of the herd fuck you to each hater every other coin is a turd ain't no Im close imitator fresh drizzle lemon curd right click save collator always rolling to smoke the next rhymes always trolling like the next dimes 1010 girls never on the clock 1010 girl always on my don't trust the math verify use the checksum she's going down for the next time pen testing to produce the next mum my heart's not a dick so i'm not a hex scum not celebrating early with the next mum to be in Bitcoin, gotta be a contrarian. Complete BS, a conspiracy like Aquarian. More cameras everywhere, more horoscopes. MSM always trot out more horror tropes. Writing on paper, like a short-term cachet. The rhymes are made, comme le papier mâché. Cut up the sauce, single serving, sachet. I'll be beef, brief with this case, it's an attaché. Wahid ithne delata araba hamsa. Multiple languages infused in this stanza. I can use the world's words in a slam. Bitcoin, the only coin, not haram. What about a stanza on a rhyming? I use the mute button, so sometimes I'm miming. Fuck shitcoins.com. Subscriber numbers climbing. Indebted to Satoshi, real credit needs ascribing. My proof of work is putting the words in order. Gotta sign this block before the weekly recorder. Always fresh from the grind, no pre-rolled crap. New ones spun like the wheel default app. Original sins from Adam and Eve. We're here with the CEO, Will Reeve. Daily spins, but no more reason to clap. People tell me I'm blunt, like a single leaf rap. Walton, that was absolutely awesome. Richard Hart, totally freaking wrecked. And guys, in case you didn't understand, from the rhyme, we have joining us, we have the uh, we have the founder and CEO of Fold, Will Reeves. Will, thank you so much for joining us on Pleb Underground. Good to be with the plebs, as always. Walton, Phil, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, we, well. I'm not, not sure if you're going to be thrilled after we're done the interview section, but for now, this is good <laughs> stuff. No, I'm kidding. All right. We are going to dive into the numbers. Yeah, the numbers, of course, brought to us by time chain stats and time chain calendar um and if you ever want to donate to uh, these these free and open source projects um i think you can now donate uh, certainly to time chain stats using bt pay server um so so please um yeah contribute to the the bitcoin ecosystem especially free and open source uh i don't know if it's open source actually but it's certainly a, it's certainly a free site that's bitcoin only so um anyway yeah time chain stats and time chain calendar phil what are the numbers that like this week all right. At the time of this recording, the block height is 800,665. The Bitcoin price or Bitcoin fiat exchange, 29,330. Moscow time, 34.10. Total public lightning capacity, 8,365.74 BTC. That's, that's pretty crazy. 
Oh, sorry, that was the wrong number. <laughs> I apologize. 4,691.02. I was wondering how that number doubled. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Okay, and the fee rate. Nine sats per V-byte. Nine sats per V-byte. Unfortunately, I couldn't pull up the uh, time chain stats screen because it's it's not loading. So I'm going to speak to Ant a little bit later. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we'll speak to our guys in the back and they'll, yeah, they'll we'll sort speak. it out for next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so nine, uh, nine sats per V-byte. It's pretty cheap, isn't it? It's not a bad number. Come on, that's dirt cheap. Will, what are your thoughts? Expensive? Is that expensive? So cheap? Why it makes you question why we need lightning at all at those at those prices? I think it's it's because of lightning that we have those sort of prices, to be honest. Potentially, or maybe just the uh, the inscribers are just not fucking around anymore right now, giving Both. us a break. Por qué no los dos? Maybe they've moved over to uh, ETH scriptions. That that's that's what it is. That, that as they do, as they do, because there they can rug pull. So, anyways, let let's take a look. Actually, let's take a look at some some numbers. Maybe it should have been part of the hopium. Eh, we'll let you decide. We'll take a look here. Here we go. BlackRock. The optimal BTC allocation is a large eighty four point nine percent. Now, I like autistic hodls. Uh, poll here, and we're going to discuss it in a second, but BlackRock says the optimal BTC allocation is 84.9%. If you had to hit that allocation level, would you be increasing or decreasing your exposure? You guys can see what, what my answer is because I'm a degenerate. Okay, so I would be decreasing my exposure to get to 89.4%. Um, but yeah, uh, your thoughts? Uh, Will? Increasing? Decreasing? <laughs> what what would you be doing to uh, to reach that allocation? <laughs> I mean, we're 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 increasing at the moment, so I think uh, I think it's all good. I also would probably I think I voted very similarly to you, uh, and so you know I'm, I'm I'm bullish either way, man. I'm I'm uh, you know, and also you know eighty eighty six percent was that a little bearish to be honest? So yeah, eighty four. Eighty four. Gotta get those numbers up. I think like if you're not at least a hundred percent, you're either like um, rainbow bear or you're too rich and you've already kind of you know uh, started buying real estate um, or like other assets because you're a, you, you you want to live your life and be able to draw down on your on your assets um, rather than just you know mm. um, go go super long. Um, can I talk about um, one number this week, Phil? Of course. Absolutely. This is um, the number section. One, one new pair of glasses. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. When Will saw the video of me talking shit, uh, I was wearing my giant goofy glasses and that's it. After two years, I'm, I'm done my phase of looking like a goofball. And now I, I want to To be honest, I was a little disappointed, Phil. I was going to wait to the interview section so I could throw some shit your way. But, you know, now that it's out in the open. That's the brand, man. It's not the brand. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate it, though. These aren't like weird, like folding ones, Phil. They're like fold out to be bigger ones on occasion or something like that. There's like, oh. you didn't see that? There's like some t there's some new TV that's like folds up and it's a printer as well or something. It's some ridiculous thing. That's what I thought of. So, no. No, no, that's it. That's it. I, I went, I, I, you have I a scaling a issue. Is that what we're talking? Sorry. You, you, you have a scaling problem with your, um, with my glasses? Technology. I have to be honest, it is kind of annoying wearing smaller frames. Um, so it's taken me a couple of days to get used to them. So, 
but yeah, that that's it. You know, the uh, that that was the phase. It was two years. Now it's over. Now now it's time to look respectable for at least a year. Got to look respectable for a year. Sounds like Phil brought in a couple new sponsors that asked him to get more buttoned up. We'll see. <laughs> well, uh, Walton, we're going to be switching over to suits soon. We're going to be. I just up. think that's fucking hilarious because it's like we c- it couldn't literally be more more the other way. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like we're look, about we're about the only show that would tell us sponsor to go fuck themselves if they asked us to kind of do something um, like yeah, that yeah. different. In, yeah, yeah, not happening. Yeah. No, this was a personal, this was totally a personal decision. It, it really was. Um, but hey, look, it doesn't mean I don't love them. It doesn't mean that they won't come back. I already saw that there is a smaller version of those. So look, they might be coming back. But for now, it's t- it, yeah, we got to look serious, right? It's the Pleb Underground. We're delivering a serious message. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. That wraps up the numbers. And we are going to move on over to the Fireside Chat. Emphasis on the heat. Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, it's because we've already, got, we've already got the smoke. Um, and it actually, we're actually taking the piss because, like, all the all these all these conferences have like fireside chats, and there's never a fucking fireside. And so, like, it pisses <laughs> us like... off. And so we, we're like, hey, we're just we're we're just gonna make a joke of it. Yeah. That's why we're making. Yeah, and you'll see, like, if you watch the if you watch the episode back, you'll see we pull up this background of like a Pepe with like a fake little fireside chat type of little picture in the background. <laughs> Yeah, it's good times. The Fireside Chat is brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. You've got to store your seed in something better than paper. Paper's not enough. Burns, gets wet, turns to mush. It's not worth it. You need to store your seed in something that is almost nearly indestructible. Store your seed in the Cypher Grid, and it comes with an awesome little punch tool made by fellow Bitcoiners. Check them out at cyphersafe.io. Also from CypherSafe, if you are interested in beautiful, intricate Bitcoin art, check out the Bitcoin Rolo Triangle. 16 ounces of pure titanium, beautiful craftsmanship, excuse me, made by fellow Bitcoiners. Check it out at cyphersafe.io. That is the Bitcoin Rolo Triangle. For the fireside chat, um, essentially to give context, I um, I made a clip about I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, specifically about uh, my disappointment uh, with the uh, with the fold app, specifically with the inactivity fee, um, and then other plebs other plebs chimed in, and I did not expect uh, that that clip uh, would end up being seen by by Will. I have to admit, I did not expect that, and I was actually happily surprised uh, that Will reached out to me uh, about it and wanted to come on the show and and talk a little bit more. So, um, yeah, so, <laughs> Will, the, the first thing, I guess, um, you know what, before we dive into some of those questions, before we dive into some of those questions, I, I want you to give a, a little bit of background, like, what, you know, why did you start, you know, why did you start Fold? And like, what what is, you know, what is the app? Well, to be honest, Phil, first starting out, disappointed you're not thinking that I'm following each and every video coming out of the wonderful pleb ecosystem every day. Um, I uh, let's see, why did I start Fold? Um, Fold initially was okay. Fold had three phases. Fold number one was I got a lot of gift cards. How can we let you sell your gift cards for Bitcoin without KYC? And it was this great little service that was working. Um, 
bear market came, shut the idea down, along with a couple other issues with that idea. Switched it into, okay, got a lot of Bitcoiners who are using us. We got miners. We got people who are uh, living on a Bitcoin standard, you know, years ago at this point, way before get on zero stuff. And they need a way to actually interact with the outside world. And so we created a way for you to spend your Bitcoin at Starbucks, you know, get your daily groceries, things like that. Bear market again came back with the brutal vengeance and who knew that Bitcoin whales and Bitcoin OGs stopped spending their Bitcoin during bear markets or at least pull back. And so we had to, we rethink that. And so it's basically the problem is how do we get more plebs into the space to accumulate more Bitcoin faster? Let's get more people with more Bitcoin in the shortest amount of time. And so uh, really fold was all about let's create more Bitcoiners. And so we switched the whole idea up to instead of spending your Bitcoin to buy buy things, buy things and earn Bitcoin. And then when you're ready, you can spend your Bitcoin. And what that did, it just, that's when the whole thing blew up. And uh, we went from serving thousands of people to now almost a million. So it was a completely different scale. But the whole idea, Phil, is to serve plebs. So I'm here to serve. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Let, let's do it. Okay, so let's take a look at some stuff here because, all right, so th- there was a couple of things, to be perfectly honest, that that the plebs got upset about. Okay, so let's let's dive in. I've never heard an upset pleb, by the way. So this is all new. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, all right. I've never heard a content pleb, so I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's always, I'm actually getting shit on right now by a fellow pleb because I put out a mean tweet uh, about Elon Musk. So I'm like totally getting desecrated. So I, yeah. That's not pleb a pleb. Pleb. There's, there's, there's like, no, 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 that's not a pleb. There's Elon fans that own Bitcoin. They're not Bitcoiners that are Elon fans. They're like they're like Elon cucks. They're like Tesla cucks, like whatever it is. There's, they're, they're a fan of some... He's like a hero to them, right? And and then they also own Bitcoin. Like, not Bitcoiners. <laughs> All right, I'm staying away from that because I'm already getting yelled at for this, so I've got no say in this anymore. Okay, so here, look. This is from fellow pleb uh, Jeff. Jeff is also part of TEM, so here we go. The bulk of... So he was he retweeted um, one of Foldapp's comments, right? Two new FAQs detailing the enhanced benefits of buying gift cards now and which merchants are available. So he retweeted that and said, the bulk of my spins... and uh, This was, sorry, this was August 17th, 2022. The bulk of my spins came from gift card purchases. These enhanced benefits actually feel like a downgrade to me. It feels like a full-time job that just cut your hours by 50% and tried to frame it like, see, this is a good thing. You have more free time now. Um, so there was there was that comment from Jeff. And then there was also this one. Okay. This one was actually pretty brutal. Um, and this kind of resonates with me because this is a bit how I felt with the inactivity fee. But here, um, uh, bonded hodl bondy hodl sorry says well whoops bondy hodl says it was a fun two years being a fold card spin subscriber but on i'm i'm, ugh, I'm unsubscribing due to changes that fold app made recently extra spins expire in 24 hours and cannot spin for extra rewards and this was back in august 17 2022 right we don't want to take anything out of context or anything because will if something has changed since then about the spins you know like you can definitely you could definitely explain that and then of course, of course, most recently. So there was Will's tweet, right? That here's the rewards rate of premium fold app card holders at one year. And look, 
They all sound great, right? 28% to earn, 1 to 2%, 43% to earn, 2 to 3%, 11% to earn, 3 to 4%, 4% to earn, 4 to 5%, 8% have earned 5%, and then I I chimed in with my asshole comment and said, taking everything that's left in someone's account as an activity fee, priceless. Um, so yeah. Honestly, best, best, best reply to that entire thread, <laughs> including the positive feedback. I, I honestly, I, I, I couldn't believe, okay. So the first thing, right. I, I noticed, I noticed the spin changes. All right. So we'll, we'll split it up. We'll talk about two things. We're gonna talk about the spin changes. Um, look, I, I'm not gonna lie and pretend like, you know, like I've spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars with fold. I, at this point, I, I added it up. I may be at like a four to $5,000 range, right? I got into it at that exact point when you're talking about where you guys started to give Bitcoin back on your spending. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, look, you saw the comments from August 17th, 2022. Um, I did notice the changes in the spin. And I also noticed the changes in the free spin, um, where essentially if you, you know, as you know, if you spun for a whole week on that last spin, you'd get 250, uh, sorry, 250 sats on that spin. And now there's this other form where that no longer takes place. So talk to us first about the spins before we talk about the inactivity fee. What what happened and like have you taken yeah, feedback from the plebs? Oh, I mean, fold from the very beginning. You know, as I even said that those are the three iterations of fold and how it's evolved is all building for plebs. You know, our first audience was only plebs. You know, OGs back a while ago, and then even spending Bitcoin. You know, we've only been building for Bitcoiners from the very beginning. And how we even got to where we're at, where now I'd say a lot of our users are not necessarily what you'd call necessarily plebs, but they come from the plebs spread as far and wide. Now we have friends, family, everything like this, that we have a cohort that I don't think that you'd, you'd ask them what a pleb was. And they, they're talking about like medieval or like some Grecian times. They would have no idea how that relates to Bitcoin. Um, but everything we've done has been make a change see how the plebs react, put a, put in front of some uh, changes, see how the plebs react, course correct. And on the back end, it's like, you know, Fold is a Bitcoin business. We've weathered um, a ton of bear markets. We've outlasted almost all of our competition. And we've outlasted our competition who goes and starts shitcoining, starts printing their own currencies and to offer 6% flat back on all purchases. How does Fold compete in a world where someone's printing their own money and subsidizing that? And so we have to find creative ways to compete. Then we have on the other side, traditional rewards companies, and they also are all fiat. And they do things in points and airline miles, and they essentially do their own form of shit coining, point, print their points, have a ton of fine print. And meanwhile, Fold is here in the middle, building for Bitcoiners, but at the same time, trying to build a business right without having you know shitcoin shitcoin economics without trying to tap you know infinite vc capital to continuously subsidize and never be a profitable company you know we're trying to make bit fold a sustainable profitable sat stacking bitcoin company and that means you have to do things and you have to you have to make money at the end of the day you can't rely on endless capital so well, i think before well, getting in slightly on this question i feel like you're yes. trying to answer it but also feels like you're sidestepping a little bit um are you are, it sounds like you're saying that you know you have to compete in a market with a bunch of shit coiners and that's challenging um but you haven't really said whether there has been material changes to kind of what you can get on the spins 
Um, although I feel like you're kind of saying, yes, you have downgraded it, and it's because you're in a bear market and, you're, and your company, you know, you're trying to run a company and you've got to pay salaries and all this sort of stuff, and therefore you've got to tighten belts. Is, is, that, is that the correct? No, I mean, Walton, I guess I should have gotten to the point earlier. What I'm saying is we're existing and Fold has existed from the beginning because we make changes to what our audience wants at the same time, balancing, making a sustainable business. So getting to this question, what happened to spins? Absolutely. There's two issues that we made. We made the decision. Number one, we have to rein in the reward rate going out at the end of the day. If we're paying too much without enough coming in, we have to make adjustments like straight up that or full doesn't exist anymore. I certainly don't want that. I don't think what the plebs want that. And so we, we made changes and like, just like you see, Every company will make changes like this, but Fold is here to say, absolutely. And, you know, we share the data directly on that thread. If you keep going down, you'll see how it changed, what exactly changed, and we'll be very clear. And so uh, definitely changes were made. The other bit is that how it was working before wasn't optimal because it turned off a lot of our new users who came in. And so we would have this cohort of diehard plebs who found out, hey, I can make 5% back all the time on full and I found this infinite cheat code, but that came at the expense of people who were just coming to the ecosystem who we would turn off. And so we wouldn't grow as fast. And so essentially balancing all of this together is what led to these changes. And no doubt we've made changes, but any business that wants to thrive has to react to the times, has to react to the the market has to react to what their bit, what their customers are doing, and they're not always going to be changes that people like. At the end of the so day, you the just can't do that. Intelligent plebs who gamed the system uh, and worked out how to get max rewards as to why rewards got cut for everyone. Yeah. So you see here, if you actually go back to that thread. Oh yeah, yeah. Which go back to that better. thread, and you can go. I responded right, right below. Okay. So here's the uh, here's the thread that uh, that Will's referring to. Let's let's take a look at this. Yeah, this is it. So first, first tweet there was like just about how amazing Bitcoin rewards are, right? If you start earning even earning 1% Bitcoin's price appreciation, everything you buy will eventually be free. That's the whole amazing thing to orange pill the world via Bitcoin rewards. That's really it. But when you're talking about just, you know, what changed exactly with rewards rate we paid out, you can really see here. So the bottom tweet here that I just posted is what the rewards people were earning prior, right? 10% earning below 1% because if you weren't optimizing spins and all that, you were going to get a terrible rate, 65%, so on and so forth. And then right above is what, what it is now and today with all the changes we made. And essentially what you see is that there's no more people earning below 1% so that all people who join Fold can always count on getting a rate, but people earning at the top, top rate have come down, right? Now there's 83% of you are earning at 1% to 2% versus before 65%. So it was a change. The number one brought out the total payouts, but also to try to make the experience better so Fold can continue to grow. But that's obviously never going to be popular for those who really were enjoying the way it was. And we deserve that feedback. You know, like that's, we, we made a tough call. And, you know, that's why I'm here to just represent the reasoning why. I mean, do you so, think it could be damaging? The, oh, go ahead, Walton. I imagine many of these power users are, are, are the people who are your biggest referrers. Do you think that 
that could be damaging kind of in the long term because the the people who were maybe talking about it and, and talking about it from the most educated standpoint yeah. as well being you know hardcore bitcoiners and power users if you don't have those vocal advocates is is you know are you are you sacrificing um you know a portion of 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 your future um yeah. potential customers as as well as kind of current ones i mean absolutely anytime you piss off people who are really loving your product is not that's not a call anybody any anybody running a business wants to make um and so what you know my how my feedback is here the, the change had to be made let's do it and let's work our ass off to give more and more value back let's 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 make this a position where we can grow the business get new users fold can be a successful company and let's just try to make up for the value that we that we had to to change and that's what we're doing now so like our roadmap will reflect that all the stuff we're launching will reflect reflect that but undoubtedly it's going to be an uncomfortable period of time right and so the people that's you know right now what we're seeing is very little people leaving we have a you know extremely high retention rate on the platform but there's no doubt some plebs that are you know are, are pissed and rightfully so you know i would love if i was if my you know sat stacking hack was was removed um and you know it's something that I, we just have to either know is know is going to happen and do our best to to try to make up for it in other ways I, I do appreciate your responses. And and look, we're going to have to see, right? Like the market is the market and, you know, you're going to see how it plays out. Um, and just to switch gears over to the uh, the inactivity, the, the inactivity fee. Um, so, yes. So that's something that maybe you guys did send an email out about it and I didn't see it or something. But then all of a sudden, one day I wake up and like I just see that there's, you know, like a random $5 fee in my account. Of course, the dollar amount is not the point. It's, it's yep. the principle, right? It's the principle of the matter. And to be perfectly honest, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm like, they're going to charge me for not using it, which again, right? Like, obviously you're like, well, you're not using my product anyways. Like, what do I care? But the thing is, is that unfortunately, let's say I was going to use it now. It's like, I already have a card, right? I already have the fold card and I use the app. And like, now it's like, you're, you're punishing me as a customer, at least that's the way that I felt. And then when I went to go withdraw, essentially you have, if I understood correctly, you have to wait 30 days from your last spin, which is also kind of a, a weird, maybe I misunderstood that. I, you know, I'm not, yeah. I maybe misunderstood that, but I was just like, what? So, uh, and then a few plebs chimed in on, on, on that thread, uh, about, um, about the inactivity fee. So what was, I mean, don't get me wrong. Phil, you, you, you about the bank. Yeah. Fee. You posted this thing. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. What is this? What inactivity fee? Are you kidding me? That's my money. <laughs> um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like, I think that was the right call. It was the right thing. I love that you made made the uh, the the post about it because we talked to the team. We we're like, does this reflect something we wanted? Who made this decision? When was this decision made? And immediately on a Slack thread, people are like, no, kill it. But, you know, when we looked back about where it came from, so yeah, as of right now, that 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 is no longer a, a part of Fold. But when we look back at where it came from, so building on tradition, building a bank, essentially Fold is essentially a bank on traditional fiat system. But we have to build it on top of another bank, which is you mentioned in your post, that's Sutton Bank. Mm -hmm. And essentially Sutton Bank says to us, um, okay, you're going to bring customers to us you're going to sign them up it's going to be your experience but here's all the fees for everything they do on your platform mm. and one of those fees is an inactivity 
uh, fee where if a customer's there and they don't do a transaction for 12 months, they start charging fold. And I'm pretty sure back when this whole thing was being started, it was like, oh yeah, you know, just, just pass on the fees. We've got to be sustainable. And um, from there, it was just one of those calls that was like wrong call, bad for the brand. Fold is all about doing right by the plebs. And to your exact point, that's the exact worst thing. But, you know, at the, at the time, I'm pretty sure it was, hey, we're getting hit by this fee, pass it on. And, um, uh, you know, some companies, when you have, you know, infinite, you know, VC money or fiat, you can, you can do a good job of just saying, you know, we'll eat the cost. But Fold legitimately is trying to create a business that is sustainable, is anti-fiat VC, you know, dynamics something that stacks, you know, stacks sats for people who work for us, sat, you know, for the company, creates a Bitcoin treasury that continues to grow. And that makes us have to follow a different dynamic. So, you know, we heard that everyone team was just like, absolutely kill it. Um, bad for the brand, bad look, we'll figure out how to make it up on other ways. So, I mean, I, I, I appreciated the call out. It was, I was, I, you got me fired up. You know what? I, I do appreciate that because at the end of the day, um, look, when it comes to the banks, right? Like you're technically, um, you know, because we're, we're your customers, you're kind of our advocate, right? And in, yeah. in a, to a certain extent, right? Like I do think that fold, you know, even if it's uncomfortable for the bank to hear, right? I, I mean, I used to do this for, for a living being an advocate for customers with, you know, very expensive systems and, you know, to a certain extent fold can, you can actually push back on the bank and, I mean, let's be honest, right? That inactivity fee is total bullshit. Forget about fold, right? Like we're not even talking about fold, even from the bank side, you and I both yep. know that that's fucking nonsense. That that is free money that they're just charging you because they can, okay? And and the point is, is that if more of us pushed back on this bullshit, they wouldn't get away with it. And you guys have way more power than we do as like just individuals, right? Like fighting with yep. like a retail account. Like you actually do bring them business. And like- 100%. They totally deserve to hear shit. So I, I, I agree. So two, two things on that that make, you know, fold from the very beginning has found like whether we knew we were in this position or not, you know, you're in line to know this right now. Fold can be an advocate for our customers and for Bitcoin in general. Um, we've normally been, you know, we were the first card that allowed Bitcoin rewards. You know, we were the first uh, company accepted into, you know, Visa's accelerator program. Every step of the way we get there, we have to make the case. We have to be the most buttoned up in the room. We have to make the case for Bitcoin, for our users. It's not easy. It takes always more time than it takes everyone else to do it. But once we're there, we're able to actually make room. And, you know, after that, you know, um, other companies that went through this Visa Accelerator, you know, are a lot of the other Bitcoin companies that we know and love today. Uh, same with the banks. And so you're 100% right that Fold, and we, we know we have to be this way, is just advocate for Bitcoin in more institutional environments but also just for what is good business. You know, being a Bitcoin company, I've always thought, and it's good to hold yourself to, is not just slapping Bitcoin onto something to, you know, have some fiat gains associated with it. It's, it's acting with the values of Bitcoin. And what you pointed out there is just, you know, totally opposed to it, even though, you know, our excuse was, hey, we're just passing it on from our, from our bank. But screw that. Actually, we can be an advocate in this way. And so um, I think... You know that we we don't always get it right, but when we're pointed out and called out, you know, we try to make make the call, you know, to do it. But the history of all that is and why banks have all these fees. There's a reason they do now, which we can get into that if you want. But you know, that's those weren't always there. That's no, a very kind of recent new phenomenon. <laughs> 
Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, no, I, I unfortunately it's outside the it's outside the scope of uh, of our conversation because we really wanted to focus on uh, on this. But man, seriously, I really do appreciate you uh, coming and, and answering these questions. Like you, you are a good sport, uh, you know, for for doing this. So really appreciate it and yeah like we appreciate you dropping the inactivity fee because that that's crap walton do you have any other uh, you have any qu other questions for uh for will yeah one of my questions i think that i asked you back on clubhouse in about october maybe it was september 2021 uh was when europe yeah uh, good because, because good I, don't, I haven't even used it for because we we couldn't have the card right and i we, we we could do the free spins, but it's like, okay, if you miss a day, then you don't get the weekly spin. Uh, and unless you're getting the weekly spin, it's like I get like five or ten sats a day. Like in in Europe, the, the, the free spins are pretty terrible. Um, I love the concept of it, um, but yeah, we, we don't win Europe. Walton, we love giving away free money, man. Um, and, uh, you know, especially to as many people as possible. Um, so we just announced, so we looked at the world, like where the hell are we going to go scale? There's a lot of things like dealing with traditional banking system is an absolute nightmare. So we decided to kind of change gears. And number one, where in the world is actually making this, who's, who's rolling out the red carpet for us? What jurisdictions are places that actually are welcoming of this, that want our service and that are not actively um, you know, passing legislation and things that make business hard, right? So there's a reason. Else but Europe, that sounds yeah, like. There's a reason. There's else. a reason why, Walton, well, you don't have, you know, any major fold or, you know, you name it, other other types of business. lawyers there, ruin everything, right? It's not easy. It's getting worse and worse. And to be honest, the United States is getting hard too. So, you know, we announced we're, we're setting up a shop in El Salvador. We have a team down there. Uh, we will have a program down there that will also go out into Latin America as well. And at the end of the day, you know, um, what what we saw is like, who's going to receive the most value? We have the ability to do a lot more, make a huge, you know, big impact on people's lives in that area. You know, Europe, you're, you're taken care of in most ways. Um, but for us, when it has a match of like, where can our impact be? And you know, what's actually, who's welcoming us? Where is it easy, you know, easier to move? And, you know, Latin America is a big, going to be a big focus for us. So I don't know when Europe, um, and I don't expect to have that answer until, you know, we start to, the dust starts to settle a, a little bit. Well, thanks for the honest answer. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, strike, strike on in Europe either. Like they, they, you know, they, they've been supposedly doing it for a while as well. These, but I understand lawyers ruin everything. Um, and lawyers, in the kind of banking sector really really ruin everything um, yeah. and in the western world in europe and north america we have very established banking systems with lots of wanky lawyers around it um yeah it's it's unsurprising that then it's it's difficult for uh, new financial technology companies to, to to launch new services um even if it's in the best interests of the end end user and it's never been never been harder right now. You, I mean, I have I I talk with a lot of Bitcoin founders, you know, at all levels, um, you know, where their company stages at. Uh, this bear market is difficult, um, and it's not even like I'm everything. All the fundamentals are are bullish on, and it's getting even more bullish. But in terms of building anything that needs to have any reliance on the traditional systems, is becoming harder and harder and harder and more beers to me it's a systematic it's, plan here like okay yeah. in the western world to clamp down on banking 
with any sort of Bitcoin or, or crypto companies like my a bank that I was using, there was a kind of new bank that was app only. Like they don't have any, they don't have any branches. Like it was, it was, yeah. you know, all the payments were instant. Everything was, they went, uh, we're, we're banning uh, transfers to cryptocurrency exchanges because uh, uh, for customer, customer safety, yeah. um, you know, black blanket. Um, and I, I think this is definitely an attack vector that's probably doesn't get talked about enough because plebs don't see it directly. Um, yeah. Unless it's their banking, you know, cutting them off from sending to buy, but you know, maybe which is happening, which we are anyway. But yeah. I, I think in the in the industry side, there's you're also having similar sorts of things, right? Where banking partners are maybe somehow being bribed, or they're kind of cucking themselves prematurely because they think they'll they'll get some sort of favor down down the road because you know they were mean to the to the Bitcoin people or whatever it is. You know, before before well, like when i was saying early on when when fold was you know having to move through these these rooms that weren't traditionally accepting a big one before the problem was the individual people were just not they didn't understand bitcoin they were kind of afraid about it but there was no overarching force that said hey let's let's make things more difficult it was just hey they don't get it they don't get the value of it and so that's why they're not interested now it's very different. Um, it is people know more about it. Um, they're actually far more educated about what it is. The problem is now the people that they need to um, answer to and the people that watch them and regulate them are now making things harder, applying more scrutiny. And so they have to make a simple call. Is it worth, is it, worth it for them? Like, will Bitcoin open up enough customers for them to take more of that regulation or more of that oversight? And companies like Fold, you know, we do, you know, we're doing, you know, close to, you know, five, eight million a month in volume. So that's not a, that's not a small thing for a, a bank now. That's a, that's, you know, we're not a major player, but we do run serious volume. And so that's what's helped protect us. But what I've seen for new players and new entrants entering the space, getting these relationships is way harder, especially if you have no proof points. And mm -hmm. so new startups are getting the clamps down on them, doors are closing on them, deals that were looking good are being canceled. Um, and, you know, really the only thing that Fold has is that we've been doing it for a while and they're making money. Hmm. And at the end of the day, uh, that's what's going to change. That's what's going to change these dynamics is can, can Bitcoin companies become economic forces of their own enough so that we can throw a weight around? Because, you know, as of two years ago, that was not the case. But it's been incredible to see Bitcoin companies and investors in the Bitcoin space get to a, a new level and things start to change at that point. I really appreciate that, that perspective. Thank you very much for, uh, for sharing that. Will. seriously, like that's, that's something I never really thought of. And guys, look, this wraps up our fireside chat with Will Reeves and we are moving on over to wrecked. Up next, we have Rex, sponsored by Represent. Represent are a Bitcoin-owned clothing brand uh, based out on the West Coast. If you go to representltd.com, you can see their wide selection of fantastic garments, such as this shirt, except you can't actually see this shirt on there because it's a limited edition, but you can buy something nearly as cool. So please head on over to representltd.com and use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND to get a discount on all of the goodies. Welcome back to Rex. This week, we have three stories. Uh, the the first story um, 
I'd like to talk about AI. I think it gets a lot of, uh, it's the new buzz, the kind of new buzz thing that people are talking about, right? Like the, the I think there's even a trend of like, Facebook and Meta on on the panel on their conference calls, they've got the the metaverse is gone for, as a buzzword, but AI is is, is zooming up, um, and some people think, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great for the future, um, but I think um, it, it, anyone with any intelligence can, can see that AI um, as a as a concept is going to um, take away jobs. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be what's the word yeah it's going to take it's going to take away jobs and so i think you're going to have uh, just like with other technology you're going to have increasing numbers of people who aren't capable seemingly of uh, earning a, a a proper wage and so then there's an increased demand for for government handouts and i want to i want to play you a little clip um of, of uh, someone talking to um, uh, a council um, about, about this very topic. Council, I'm here to discuss artificial intelligence. AI is going to take all of our jobs and render us useless. And I, for one, am stoked. I hate jobs. I had a job once and everyone there talked in weird voices. AI is going to 86 all of that. But, but we'll still need money. That is why I'm asking the government to step up and make sure we're breaded. We are proposing a small payment plan or small PP of 10 G a month for every citizen so we can party and look hot and enjoy our free time. Now, we can't afford to just sit back and have AI bust through and not have a plan. We gotta make sure people have food and houses so we can party and rage in peace. So instruct AI to pay all of us, and then you dudes can retire gracefully before you get replaced, and we'll see you at the beach. The bonfires will be epic. Everybody will be hot. Martin Luther King, thank you. I'm not sure. Martin Luther King, thank you. Walton, I'm, I'm not sure what just happened. That... That is some scary shit, that, that video. That is some scary shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do appreciate his optimism, okay, for the AI overlords. I, I can't disagree with, the, you know, his, uh, his optimism. That, that's his opinion, right? Um, but on a serious note, I'm not 100% convinced. I, I do understand that a certain portion of the population, their jobs will be replaced, but I do feel that AI is going to enable people who normally wouldn't be able to perform uh, a certain amount uh, or a certain set of specialized tasks to now be able to. So I would actually even argue I would actually even argue that surprisingly, I think what we're going to see, ironically, is dumber people doing more complex work. I think you're <laughs> going to have to be able to use AI. I think <laughs> the top 10% of people will take the top, the bottom 20% of people's jobs. I think essentially that you're going to get an increased concentration of working amongst the most highly skilled members of society because they're able to kind of compound the 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 efforts um i think you're already seeing some of that sort of thing happening and that's why you have swathes of the population that clamor for a welfare state
Will, what are your thoughts on this? So, save the fact that that was Chad and JT who do this prank sh- where they go oh, and okay. prank city councils. Just okay. for your 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 benefit, Phil, because you you were like, what the what the hell is yeah. going on here? Um, I was having a seizure. You know, I'm I'm just caught. You know, as a Bitcoiner, I just want I just want the machines to start paying each other in Bitcoin, and then I'm bullish. I'm bullish. So, um, social consequences. You know, how do you definitely. Know, how do you know they're not already though, Will? Well, they are. I think. Um, well, somebody, uh, in some lightning builder, created a uh, a provisioned uh, a copilot AI copilot with a Bitcoin wallet, and then it started buying server space from another uh, uh, AI server and paid it with Bitcoin just on its own. So I don't think we're that far away from. I mean, it's the what? It's the only. You know, speaking of. You know, we are here. If, if, if Bitcoiners are intolerant of having gatekeepers between them and their money, uh, pulling out money, you know, charging them inactivity fees and all that outrageous shit. Uh, if that's the case, the machines sure as hell are not going to have, you know, deal with that. So what is the only perfect money that allows them pure sovereignty over their own evil de- uh, designs? That's that's clearly going to be Bitcoin. The money of enemies and apparently AI and the machines. So, yeah, that's yeah. That thank God that was a prank video, uh, honestly, because uh, that that was. <laughs> I, I the, the Martin won. Luther King drop at the end was yeah. was was particularly disturbing. <laughs> I, I was sitting there the whole time, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, idiocracy is playing out in real time. I'm like, it's happening. Like, look at it. Like, we're going to need money so that we can look hot. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I just think there's a, it's a, there's a new group of comedians who who basically go and make real points, but in comedic ways in front of politicians. And I think it's a, I think it's a really good thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I, uh, again, it attracts attention to it. Uh, and, yeah, people I mean, aren't just but to the, the, to the other point, are 100% people believe that. Like, would there's definitely someone somewhere saying that exact same thing, not even as a skit. So yeah. that that's that's the problem, though. <laughs> that's the problem right there. <laughs> All right, Walton, what do you got for us? What's next? Yeah, so up, up next, we have um, an analysis um, that apparently... Um, Shitcoin is it done with Ethereum? Um, let's have a little look. So here we have uh, some tweets from Bad English Tea. Oh yeah. Um, it says, "I am officially done with ETH. I've used Ethereum exclusively as my layer one since 2017. Bought, traded, stored tens of millions of USDT slash C tokens over the last six years. I'm done. It doesn't work. It's slow." expensive bloated DeFi is broken and not even decentralized 30 dollar DeFi transactions seven dollar usdt transactions non-stop fee transmit errors still pay fee though and i'm not even dumb enough to store trade worthless jpeg urls possibly the most useless tech ever created vitalik buterin failed and the worst part is over the last six years no one has created a legit alternative bnb lol solana broken slash centralized uh, ADA, which I think is Cardano, centralized, everything else also broken, centralized. I hate crypto, the most useless industry ever created. It, it's almost as if, Phil, uh, this this crypto industry is just a giant affinity scam on Bitcoin. Uh, and 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 that's the, 
the problem and it's taken shitcoin is years to go oh actually maybe i'll just go back to trading um equities um and saving in bitcoin uh they're still they're still you know gambling right they're still trying to get these yields but um yeah some of them are seeing the light at least that that crypto um is a load of bullshit yeah i mean you know there there is obviously truth to that that uh, you know, shitcoins are an affinity scam on Bitcoin, right? Um, but more more importantly, so that somebody, I saw some Bitcoiners uh, retweeting that and going, you're getting, you know, the, the, you're freaking out because like one ETH guy is saying he quits, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, I don't disagree, but I also think there was some weird type of trolling campaign because there was another account I also saw that tweeted the exact same thing. Now, look, if if it's a bunch of, if it's like, if it's like a some type of a campaign, the reality is, is that the stuff that they listed there is actually true. So even if they were trolling Bitcoiners, what they don't realize is for those of us that have shitcoined in the past that can tell you with a cert with a level of certainty that yes, transactions fucking disappear. Okay. They disappear and you still paid the fee and then you'll have to go and do the transaction again. That, that has, yeah, that's happened. fucking like, insane to me. I still can't happen. believe that that's a thing. I still can't believe <laughs> that's that. Like it's annoying in Bitcoin when you're like, okay, now I've like sent it. And okay, unless, unless you did an RBF transaction, um, you've got to just wait until it clears. Right. Like, which is, which is slightly annoying because not all wallets have RBF, even though I think they should. Um, but with shitcoin is you just get rugged on the fee and they say, nope, Fuck no. off, try again in, in whenever. Like, insane. And and what's also crazy is that if you try to set the fee, it'll tell you, oh, yeah, here's the max fee. You'll go and send it, and that's one of those situations where it fails, and then it'll tell you, oh, no, the new, the max fee is now, like, triple what you just set. Like, God, people don't even, and that's how you know, I'm sorry, this is also part of it, that's how you know that shitcoiners don't actually use their shitcoins, because the ones that do are like, what the fuck is this? And then some and of them also take feeling. experimental <laughs> Phil, I also saw one story where uh, uh, someone took some experimental uh, medicine uh, just to go to the New York NFT conference. Will, what are your thoughts? <laughs> this, is, this is all going bad. I mean, again, I think your point was the right one. Troll or not, it's it's you know the the writing it's there, man. It's a, it's uh, rugs upon rugs upon rugs. You know, at the end of the day, you know that's. Well, you know, we like to think, are we post shitcoin? There's a lot of people out there that think we're post shitcoin. I, you know, looking at the world coin stuff, staring at the orb right now, I'm like, no, 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 no. You're just, he's going to be dressed in new clothes and everything they say there, you know, transactions, it, it, transaction speed blow, all of that shows how they don't even actually understand the core value proposition of, of Bitcoin of this is not a visa competitor this is not this protocol has nothing to do with all the ways that you're judging it and so i think it's you know even if it was sincere it's a total category miss um and even as a even as a troll you know it's that's a point bitcoin has been making for a while every shitcoin is just a startup um and at the end of the day you know it will be replaced by the next and the next and the next with the new the new compelling brand message for that year and uh you know, the cycle of life will continue. We just got to hope um, that good Bitcoiners on the way don't get too burned and, uh, you know, that, that we are able to tell our own story uh, apart. And that's something that, you know, we face all the time. We'll talk to people, you know, Bitcoin only, but all of partners that we're going to partner with, they don't, they don't understand that there's a difference between Bitcoin and the rest of the community. And so we have to live in this shitcoin hell 
um, at the same time and make our way out of the wilderness. And that, uh, you know, some things they do totally just burn bridges and we have to just wait. We have to wait years sometimes to be able to walk across or what Bitcoiners are finally learning is we just got to build our own bridges. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, all, all roads lead to self-custodial, you know, interoperable Bitcoin experiences that, you know, aren't reliant on this. You can just take them and go. And so, you know, at the end of the day, all this is pressure. It's good pressure. It's bullish for Bitcoin. Very good points. Very good points. Walton, final story. Final story indeed. Yeah, I've saved I've saved the best till last. Or the um, worst. <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's the best because, yes, it's about someone getting wrecked, but there's also a very important lesson here. Um, uh, I tweeted a couple days ago, um, quoting a friend of mine called Vikingo, um, who's a highly regarded member of Bitcoin Twitter. He's once known for his collection of exotic birds who would join him on spaces. And his advice to all has been consistent and stays true to this day. Stay solvent. Right, what does it, what does that mean? That means you should be earning more than you're spending. It's not so easy in these times over the last you know couple of years inflation hitting food fuel etc quite significantly and and how's that going to change over time you need to be maximizing maximizing income because you know you're going to get you're getting squeezed on the other side so stay solvent if you don't you might end up like this guy now this guy i'm not even sure exists really i'm pretty sure it's like an alter ego of the dad quote unquote uh but anyway spencer schiff the son supposed son of uh peter schiff um the the renowned um bitcoin bear and gold bug um spencer says if i was better at saving money maybe i'd do that my whole net worth is basically like my iphone my clothes etc lol at one point i had savings in btc but i had to sell that to cover some expenses but honestly, I don't really care about making an effort to save money at this point in my life. A year ago, I was obsessed with Bitcoin that it caused me, sorry, so obsessed with Bitcoin that it caused me a lot of stress and hurt my personal life because I was constantly worried about me not having enough Bitcoin. I almost dropped out of college just to work as much as possible to buy as much BTC as possible. And I'm super glad I didn't go down that road. So now I'm just enjoying how I've had a huge burden lifted off my shoulders since i'm not interested in bitcoin anymore so uh spencer schiff with a profound case of bitcoin derangement syndrome um blaming um the store of value uh for his irresponsibility around solvency um just 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 wrecked right if you don't it, it bitcoin is a savings technology if you're not in a position to save or you're someone that is, you know, draw, you know, regularly drawing down significantly on your savings. You're not using it right. Um, I think of Bitcoin as as long term savings, you know, pension, I don't know, IRA, 401k. It's, it's it's all of that stuff that you're able to hold for yourself. Um, if you're using it as like a current account, or you just have really poor, um. I don't know, like to, poor ability to manage um, your liquidity, your your money on a day to day, week to week, month to month basis. Maybe don't buy Bitcoin. I like to say Bitcoin is for anyone, not everyone. And what that means is 
you have to learn to use it appropriately. It's like you wouldn't just let a four-year-old drive a car, probably. It's not that they can't necessarily, but they need, you know, I mean, they probably can't, right? They're a bit, you know, limbs and et cetera, but whatever. Like the, the, the point is, is that um, if you don't use something properly, you're going to, you, you're going to have a, a bad accident. Um, but that's not the fault of the technology. Um, that comes down to individual responsibility. I like to say that with full sovereignty comes full responsibility. And uh, Mr. Schiff here um, very much neglected that fact. Yeah, very well said. Uh, Will, is, is Spencer Schiff just coping? Is this just copium, you think? I mean, this this was, I read this and I said, damn, we hit bottom. This is amazing. It's up from here, gentlemen. Uh, you know, he's a young kid. I, I don't, I, I, I talked to him back, you know, a while and he was, you know, fold user for a while. And, and um, there's so many lessons here. There's so many, it's like, uh, being a Bitcoiner and saving in Bitcoin with and not understanding how Bitcoin cycles work will wreck you. And it has wrecked people. And like you say, you just, you know, it's about low tide preference, all this stuff, not overextending yourself at the same time, you know, as a Bitcoin community, the number one thing we say is stack as much as possible. And that does create anxiety for people who number one, maybe genuinely orange pilled, see the, 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 the weight of what is, what is here, see that the, you know, we are, early-ish now and we're moving out of that and that can cause a lot of anxiety where people make poor decisions and uh the viking guy you know hit it right that's something i say as a bitcoin you know operating a bitcoin company the bear markets you need to stay solvent you need to survive that is the only thing that you need to do um and that is true exactly for you know individuals as well and uh, it just is there it's it couldn't be better the all the elements are there man bitcoin derangement syndrome high tide preference you know just learning the fact that he's you know he's a, a shift um and not only that the rest of that thread is all of him saying the reason why he abandoned it besides probably getting wrecked is he's now fully ai pilled and saying everything will be free or something like that eventually so it, it's just so rich it has absolutely everything Did you say something like the gdp with thousand x in the next decade yes, or something indeed, like, i believe there's, there's some retarded math like going on <laughs> look there it like that whole that that is a whole thread of of complete failure um, but look, I, it almost seems to me like possibly, possibly Spencer Schiff got, uh, got a little wrecked with the get on zero narrative. Um, you know, like somebody may have convinced him into the get on zero. Now, again, I'm not saying that that narrative doesn't work for some people. There are indeed some people, depending on the lifestyle that they're living and what it is that they're looking for in life, the get on zero works. But I, I actually reckon I have another theory. I reckon what yeah. he did was he was he's he's pretty at college, right? Like he's eight, is he eighteen or like he's he's, he's pretty 20. young. He's, uh, he's at college. His his dad is paying for his yeah. paying for his fees, giving him some money to spend, and then he's saving some of that in Bitcoin. And then uh, Peter Schiff's like, "Hey, wait a second, kid. Uh, you that's that's to cover your expenses. I'm cut. I'm cutting you off." And so then. Uh, the the shift kid goes and has to then draw down from that until he's run out of Bitcoin and then Peter uh, hooks him up again. I, I, it's a it's a game. It's a this is this is Peter Schiff uh, trying trying to fuck with Bitcoin and it's not working. So yeah. uh, get wrecked. I like that take. I like that take. And guys, this wraps up wrecked and we are gonna move on over to the hopium. The hopium. The Hopium is brought to you by Crypto Cloaks. Check them out, CryptoCloaks.com. Amazing 3D prints 
made by fellow Bitcoiners, such as the 3D printed grenade that fits, not a real grenade, right? Just a 3D printed grenade that fits the open dime. Get the bigger one and you can fit a full signing device. They also have other amazing 3D prints like the Honey Badger. Check them out at CryptoCloaks.com. Use the code PLEBUNDERGROUND for 5% off and use our affiliate link at CryptoCloaks.com. All of this is in the show notes. All right, guys. So this is an interesting piece of hopium out of a relatively unknown Bitcoin pleb. Okay, um, who chooses to remain nameless. Um, but this pleb apparently has some access to some pretty interesting information. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna provide a I'm gonna provide some serious hopium at the end of this. But um, here we go. Okay, so access and query are now generally available for Amazon managed blockchain. I know we hate blockchain, who gives a shit? But but bigger picture here. So today, Amazon Web Services announces the general availability of Amazon Managed Blockchain Access and AMB Query. These two services help developers seamlessly interact with public blockchains like Bitcoin so they can build scalable applications quickly and securely. AMB Access provides a new serverless offering for non-mining full blockchain nodes. Developers can instantly call standard remote call procedures, RPCs, to interact with digital assets and distributed applications built on multiple blockchains, starting with Bitcoin, without specialized blockchain infrastructure. AMB is fully managed service that reduces the overhead required to access public blockchain networks, Bitcoin and Ethereum, as well as create and manage private Hyperledger fabric networks. Okay, the shitcoining aside, okay, like I don't really care about that. But the point is, let me ask you this, Will. What in in your in your eyes, um, what does like I mean? What does this what does this mean to you? Because for me, like I, it first of all, it's very high level and technical. Uh, I, I think for most people, but what it what it means to me is that businesses are going to be able to the ones that choose to will be able to integrate with Bitcoin easier. If they decide to build on it, am I? I don't know. Tell me what you thought. The, yeah, the the you know the headline there is basically Bitcoin's getting better infrastructure for Bitcoin companies to build on Bitcoin and people you know other companies who want to access the large the, the thing that I'm thinking about here is Amazon does not make money, but they have one part of their business that makes a ton of money, and that's Amazon Web Services. Yeah, that's all about that providing promoted the boss from that to be the boss of the whole amazon because i think it's something like it was something like 55 percent of their income but 75 percent of their profit came from aws that's a hundred percent right so they're in the game of compute power like that's what they do they are the masters at it and now they're looking at bitcoin hash rate they're looking at blackrock coming in they're looking at all this they sure as hell are not going to miss the boat on being the number one and move in. This is huge. This is their foray into that. They need, they're essentially building this tool for themselves, but launching it under the guise of allowing other businesses to, you know, have access to it. It's the same way they launched Amazon Web Services. Um, this is profoundly bullish because the strategic mandate 
about launching this initiative overall is like you just said, Walton, it's coming from the top and they know a lot more about what's coming down the line. They're, they're coordinating with all the other uh, players that are coming in. And one of the missing aspects that happens to be one of their core, most lucrative businesses is compute and hash. And there is going to be no better place for them to start to compete when they start to do this. This is, this is a huge, profoundly bullish. I don't know. I, I didn't see this until you pulled this up. So it's very interesting. Can you put it up again, Phil? Because yeah, I, sure. I didn't read the details. Is it is it is it about hosting like nodes, or is they are they talking about hosting? What what are they actually talking about? It's mainly yeah non this is, so non mining full blockchain nodes. Can I point out one other thing that I think they might have noticed, and that's why they did it? Uh, uh, a story. Uh, that now, Phil. A story of um, that we've been talking about. I think almost for a year now. Certainly, in the quarter four of last year, I, I I've been I've been going on and on and on about how institutional adoption of Bitcoin doesn't come from them all putting it on their balance sheets. It comes from these big companies investing in products and services around Bitcoin, where there are greater profit margins, where it often business to business type things rather than business to consumer. And what what have Amazon Web Services noticed? Oh wait, our, uh, that other big tech company, old Google uh, or Alphabet, um, invested quite a bit of money in some company called Voltage Cloud. Now, what do Voltage do? Oh, Voltage um, provide uh, nodes in the cloud for Bitcoin. Ah, oh, why are Google doing? Maybe we should do that too. So I actually reckon that's all it, it, this is. Is they've gone oh. Google are trying to poach some of our business. No, they're not going to. We're not having that. So uh, we could try and buy another startup doing something similar. And maybe they will. Maybe they have done that as well. I don't know. But I'm sure they've seen the Google voltage deal or Alphabet voltage deal. And that's been a key um, stimulant for this position. Excellent points. Excellent points. And guys, before we wrap up the Hopium, I just want to leave it with this. I was told... Okay, by the person who provided me this uh, this Amazon source. Okay, I was told that Nasdaq, the Nasdaq, may or may not already be starting to leverage this platform. So, and and again, right? This is why it's hopium. This is why it's hopium. It goes back to your point, Walton, right? About the ecosystem building out around. It's not about the companies putting it on their balance sheet, which indeed for MicroStrategy it is, but in terms of the greater play. Right. Yeah, if you're a shit, if you're a shit software company, you should put it on your balance sheet. But if you're a good <laughs> software company, then uh, maybe you just get on with building products and services. It's okay. He also has a regional advantage. He's very close to special places. Anyways, we're, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to talk about that. Okay, look, before we wrap this episode up, Will, um, how can people find you? Uh, how can they reach you? Give I, I'm pretty sure the plebs know where I'm at on Twitter. <laughs> DMs are open. WLRVS. Um, you know, to be honest, guys, this was thanks for having me on Atone for the sins. We don't do it all right. But, you know, we're you know, there's no no barrier between me and trying to build something better for, for the community. And so we deserve a lot of shit, but we get a lot of praise, too. And it's about how we manage that. So keep it coming. Good, bad. You know, I'm here. We appreciate that, man. And uh, again, you're an awesome sport. Guys, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Help us fight the evil YouTube algorithm. And if you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm.
You can stream us sats through Breeze. And Walton, how do we end this one? Fuckshitcoins.com. Please like and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.